0: I.V.M. You are listening to The Signal Daily Brought to you by Front Page Studios There's a murderer lurking in your house waiting to pounce, listening to your conversations and begging you for food. I'm talking about your furry little kitty. Cats were never known to be affectionate, and I can totally vouch for it, but they may be even colder than you think. A recent study published in the scientific journal Nature has estimated that cats around the globe prey on more than 2,000 species. Of them, around 17% are endangered, while over 60 species that cats hunted are already extinct. The study labelled cats as quote-unquote one of the most problematic invasive species in the world. According to the New York Times, cats, domestic or wild, are estimated to kill around 2.4 billion birds each year, even driving some of them to extinction. Next on their menu are over 400 species, each of many different reptiles and mammals, with insects and amphibians compromising the remaining 10%. Cats have been reported to eat even cows and camels, though they were probably scavenged, not hunted. Although none of this should be surprising as domestic cats are amongst the most efficient predators on the planet. I repeat, the most efficient predators with a success rate higher than most of their wild siblings. I'm not even sure why humans domesticated them in the first place, but it did help the cats. In the 9,000 years of human and cat relations, cats have found their way everywhere except Antarctica. This is what makes the threat to native wildlife so extensive. The Guardian says that cats are about three times as lethal to endangered animals on islands as they are on continents, especially in remote areas where species have evolved without any natural predators. Basically, your kitty is a killer. And so far, the inadequate measures to deal with this problem has sparked several controversial policies and debates around the world. In fact, some towns in Germany have imposed cat curfews, while a New Zealand politician have advocated to ban and eradicate cats altogether. At this point, I think it's important to say it out loud that neither we at The Signal nor the researchers behind this study are cat haters. In fact, one of the authors behind the study has owned over 40 cats throughout his life. Nevertheless, he recommends scientifically managing free-roaming cat populations so that they don't threaten vulnerable species anymore. The author also believes that the best way forward is to strengthen pet ownership laws, ban outdoor feeding of strays, and neutering feral cats. Besides, he advises cat parents should keep their fur babies indoors. After all, indoor cats do tend to be healthier and live longer. Plus, inside your house, it's the insects and rodents that are the invasive species. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hi, I'm Manaswini, and this is the Deep Dive for 14th November, 2023. Move over Singapore and Cayman Islands, the world's billionaires have a new hidey hole for their massive health. Bloomberg is calling Abu Dhabi, UAE's capital, the world's newest wealth haven. In recent months, a large number of high-net-worth individuals set up special-purpose vehicles in Abu Dhabi. These structures, meant for making investments, are in Abu Dhabi's free economic zone, called ADGM, or Abu Dhabi Global Market. So, who exactly are these high-net-worth individuals? Well, we've got a list. Crypto's richest man Changpeng Zhao, Russian tycoon Vladimir Lisin, Pakistani mogul Murtaza Lakhani, Egypt's richest man, Nasef Savaris, and even our very own, India's second richest man, billionaire Gautam Adani. Quoting sources, Bloomberg reported that Adani's family set up a special-purpose vehicle in Abu Dhabi in August this year called ADA Investment Holding. But first, let me break down what a special-purpose vehicle, or SPV is. When wealthy folks want to isolate their financial risk, they create a separate corporate structure. This is usually a subsidiary of the parent company, but the investments made through it are kept legally separate. Billionaires usually pick tax havens to set these SPVs in, such as Cayman Islands and Mauritius. But Abu Dhabi's rise as a wealth haven is a relatively recent phenomenon. In fact, consider the numbers. According to a wealth advisory company, MHQ, there were only 46 SPVs in Abu Dhabi in 2016. Now, seven years later, it has more than 5,000 SPVs. This staggering rise indicates two things. First, there is a lot of money flowing into Abu Dhabi. And second, some of the world's wealthiest folks are ditching traditional tax havens. It is plausible that Abu Dhabi's fortunes are on the rise because fortunes of other tax havens, particularly the Caribbean islands, are falling. And consequently, Bloomberg data shows that the British Virgin Islands and Cayman Islands had the lowest number of new company registrations this year. Which makes sense because as the economist points out, Britain, which oversees these islands, is forcing them to make public the identities of everyone who controls companies in their territories by the end of this year. Now, what use is a tax haven when you've got no privacy? Plus, there are other advantages to stashing your cash in the Emirates. The UAE has an expansive double-tax treaty network which helps billionaires save even more on taxes. Those who make very large investments can also obtain citizenship. Abu Dhabi is also offering its services to runaway billionaires from heavily sanctioned countries such as Russia who are being turned away from Singapore and Switzerland. In fact, even Palestinian entrepreneurs are fleeing to Abu Dhabi to protect their assets. Plus, setting up an SPV flush with cash affords you a coveted friendship with the UAE royals. So I guess it's a win-win situation where billionaire money has a safe new home and the royals of UAE have a brand new way to wean themselves off of oil money. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched and written by Dhruv Sharma and Anoop Semhwal, edited by Soumya Gupta, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the Signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.